Hi, guys. Welcome back to Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day for an interview. And I'm so pleased to have Gloria Battini with me. Gloria is a woman on a mission. And that mission is absolutely beautiful because she is going out there and helping survivors of narcissistic and emotional uh, toxic relationships to find their self-love again. Because what happens is there's so much crap going on in such relationships and so much gaslighting and so much uh, horrible things that that it really messes with people's mind. And that can be boys, that can be girls, that can be transgender. It doesn't matter. Any relationship where there's a narcissist involved will have very similar flow-on effects of the opposite person. So now it's high time that we look about that because narcissists are so much more common out there than we like to believe. So Gloria, thank you so much for coming on to my show. Thank you so much for having me, Stefan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. So one day when you were a little girl, went to your mommy and said, you know, mommy, I know what I want to do. I want to be a life coach for narcissistic people um, and I will kick ass and I, I will be a woman on a mission. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> Said no young girl ever. <laughs> so, that is not exactly how that happened. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> so what did you want to do when you were a little girl? Uh, do you know what? I never actually had that clear vision in mind i i've always one i remember i had this journal and one time i wrote i wanted to be a ballerina one time i wanted to be the mayor one time i wanted to be a doctor whatever that was but um i never had that you know some kids know it straight away they have that the interest straight away and i didn't for me, it really developed through the years. And I, you know, each time I had to decide what to study, I just went with what I felt like at that time, right? So I had to pick my high school. And I was like, oh, I feel like I want to learn foreign languages. So I went down that route. And then after that, I looked at university. I was like, mm, I want to do psychology. I want to do communication. So I, I always went like with the gut feeling of the moment. Um, but the interest in psychology, mental health, all that, um, that always stayed uh, with Beautiful. me. I was always very interested in all those subjects uh, growing up as well. So it, it's not something that's come like that. That's always been there. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. May I ask, why has that been there? Have there been times in your, in your childhood where you early from an early time on experience that that if that you you know sometimes kids become mediators in broken marriages of their parents and sometimes mm-hmm. kids kids take on roles way beyond their age was that something like that happened to you uh, i did definitely take on roles uh, beyond my age for sure um i'm a i'm a parentified child uh definitely um but i think I don't know why I always had, I was always fascinated. I don't know why I was always fascinated in how the mind works and 
you know, why do we get to think in a certain way? You know, why somebody, you know, even the different mental health um, issues, you know, why somebody struggles with one thing and not the other. You know, I was always like very, very interested in in the mind. The mind itself was a very big thing for me always. Yeah. Beautiful. And the mind is such an amazing thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You think about it. Why? Why do you feel the way you feel why do do you identify yourself the way you are there's so many core questions to us and you could go a a religious tangent or or a philosophical doesn't matter uh the the key questions that we ask ourselves they are always there and then there are of course people like you and me who really go into the deep and actually actually (laughs) dive in and that's cool that's cool but you know you could have chosen amongst psychology you could have chosen everything i mean there there are thousands of topics and thousands of research uh questions why did you choose narcissism well um that came from my own experience so i didn't study psychology in university i ended up doing communication and events management and i was i had a a beautiful career in events here in london Mm. um and uh that lasted 10 years so after, during that time, I was in a relationship, which was then I find out with a person that had narcissistic traits. And I then realized that I went through gaslighting. And then I realized that I had OCD, high functioning anxiety, all those things. And when I got out of all that, I, I decided to work on myself. I got out of all that. And I said, um, I need to help. I just need to do something about it because I, I realized the massive change it had on my life to mm. work on me and to be able to free myself from a relationship like that. Uh, and also from my own mind and my own OCD um, that I just wanted to help. I just said, imagine if, if all women could experience this kind of transformation, it, mm. would, it would be a very, very different world, you know? Mm. And um so that's how I started. I, I qualified. I, I started studying to become a life coach and I qualified. And uh, I then just put the word out there and, and started uh, working. Um, Gloria, maybe maybe let's go two steps back here, because ultimately it is whilst we use terms that are very unfortunately comfortable and, and we are knowledgeable in these terms, maybe other people out there don't really know so much do you want to do you want to just touch upon the narcissism but what is a narcissistic person how do you recognize one Mm -hmm. absolutely thank you that's that's a great question so uh first of all i mean there is narcissistic personality disorder okay but there is also a huge spectrum okay Mm. i would like really people to know this that you really don't need a diagnosis to recognize abusive behavior, right? Abusive behavior is abusive behavior. Nonetheless, even if you don't have a psychiatrist telling you that the person has narcissistic personality disorder, does that make sense? So abuse, abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter. So in terms of, the narcissist, and I'm going to refer to narcissist as the general, like wherever they are in the spectrum, okay, is a person with narcissistic traits, um, is a person that doesn't 
feel empathy. So it is really quite disconnected from the emotion or the, or the thing that they might be causing in the other person, okay? They have a very, very specific way of operating and um, manipulating the other person. And the relationships that they have with other people are not about the, the, the sorry, they're not about the other person, but it's about what they get from that specific relationship. So it's it, in, in the jargon, uh, it's called the narcissistic supply because it's always about supplying that ego that constantly needs to be supplied with mm. admiration, you know, with serving them and, and being there for them, right? Um, so the way a narcissist operates is cyclical. So it you go to through, they take you through a cycle and each phase of this cycle can last however long. Mm. It could last a week, it could last a month, it could last three years, okay? Um, but it starts from love bombing, it's called, and it's basically when you are, oh my goodness, thank God I met you. <laughs> you are the most amazing thing in the world. You are everything. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, I am hearing everything that I ever wanted to hear. It's mm. happening now. Mm. Prince Charming has arrived <laughs> or Prince of Charming or whatever. They have arrived. They're saving me. It's everything I wanted, right? And um, it goes on like that for a little while. And then things change a little bit. You know, th they start not being so loving anymore. They start putting some distance there. Or maybe they start maybe doing some mean comments, you know, or maybe insults these guys as jokes, you know, or saying something mean. And they're like, oh, come on, I was only joking. Or comparing you to other people. Uh, and that's the devaluation phase. It's basically when they take you from the love, the idealization, the love and love bombing to like, oh, you're not that good, actually. Mm. You know? And then there's the discard. The discard is where they completely like, that's it, they're done with you. They don't care about you anymore. Whether they break up with you or not, that doesn't mean that you're not in the discard phase. You know, I was in the discard phase and I was the one who broke up, mm. you know, um, but he was definitely not considering me <laughs> anymore as a partner. And um, so, yeah, so then it's a discard phase. And then what they do, the reason why it's so dangerous and it's such a deep manipulation is because then the cycle starts again and again and again. Mm. And again, and what this cycle does is it creates um, dependency. It creates mm. addiction to that love bombing face so that when you are in the discard, you're like, oh, but he's going to be nice again soon. If I just can hold on to this, I know he's going to feel better. And then it will start again and then it will just go on and on and on and on. And it's very difficult to leave a relationship like this because you're holding on to the hope that mm. it's going to get better again, right? That it's just a face. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. Uh, it's really hard. Um, 
I would and say... Mm-hmm. No, yeah, sorry, no, please. ladies first. No, I was just going to say that um, a lot of the time when I was in the relationship, if I can give anybody, a, a, you know, not a hint, but a way, you know, am I in this relationship or not? Am I experiencing a narcissist or not? Um, for me, the fundamental question would be, do you ever question your own sanity? You know, do you ever question, am I imagining this? Is this real? Is mm. this actually happening to me? You know, or or they say to you something that you don't remember saying. You know, they tell you, oh, but you just said that. Or maybe you're trying to tell them, but it didn't go this way. And they try to flip it around. This is a very, very uh, quite big alarm <laughs> bell. Very, sure. very true. And let's, let's, let's say why they love bomb you so much and what's actually going on the the reality is what these people do is they shower you with attention they are listening to every words they're asking you questions that no one ever asked and that's not because they're interested in you really they are interested in you but they want to find out how you tick what are the the points that hurt you what are your triggers what are your your buttons that they then later can use to push so and once they've got that information that's like dull to them that all happens unfortunately on a subconscious level they don't have tick lists where they go through ah tick 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 no they Mm -hmm. they are masters in acquiring that information and that is going during that time of that love bombing you know it is so nice oh he's so gorgeous oh god he listens to me god no man ever listened to me like that yeah that about that okay we men don't listen we men (laughs) typically you know that's right yes honey you said what (laughs) (laughs) you never listen to me that's a strange way how to start a conversation um, you know, <laughs> okay, you get the idea. Um, and whilst I'm making fun of it, um, to a certain degree, it's there's a, there's a nugget of truth there. If someone, if something is too good to be true, it probably yeah. is. And I think that is with hindsight that many women actually recognize. When I say women, unfortunately, narcissism tends to be a little bit more on the male side. At least it becomes a bit more apparent there in in relationships. But I certainly have found quite a few female narcissists. Um, So, you know, we all can be victims to it. And I love the way you said it. You know, sometimes we can be quite mean bullies too. And we can be a bit narcissistic too, because if we have been hurt and if there are things going on wrong in our life, unfortunately, we can be assholes too. Um, so I guess it's it's just uh, you were saying you were saying something about uh, about manipulation, and we were earlier saying gaslighting. We should we should say what that actually means to gaslight. I mean, it it doesn't mean absolutely if someone is actually not versed into yeah, yeah, yeah. the scene. What does that mean, actually? So the gaslighting is the changing the perception of your reality, of your own reality. So it's exactly what I was what I was saying earlier as one of the alarm bells. So if you feel like there is a discrepancy be, be, between what the other person is trying to make you believe or is telling you and what you actually think happened, 
then that's a sign. That's a sign that they are manipulating your reality. They are trying to make you think that something else has happened instead, mm. right? Um, and and I really want to want to stop on this for a second because so many people out there are going to be like, yeah, as if. If somebody tries to, you know, if I say something and somebody tells me that I said something different, of course I'm going to tell them, uh, you know, of course I'm going to catch it up. No, you won't. You absolutely won't. And I'll tell you why, because when you get there, you have been through the cycle. You have opened yourself up. You have become vulnerable. You are probably in love and you trust this person. So your guard is down which means that you don't think that this person could ever do something bad to you. You know how many times I was told, oh, but you said something different. And I and I literally myself was like, well, maybe, maybe I was so busy. I must have forgotten. You know how quick that is? It's so quick. Mm. And it's the deepest manipulation. Mm. It's insane. And if you wonder about gaslighting, that comes, I believe it actually comes from a film, um, from a description where, or at least a story, where essentially a woman is slowly driven by her husband to, to really be, be half insane because he changes a little bit of furniture. And she says, it's weird. Have you done something with the furniture? No, I haven't. And she leaves the room. He changes. It was times of gas lights where you basically have a little screw to get more fuel into the gas uh, and it's brighter. So he changed the, 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 the brightness of the room. And she says, oh, that's bright or it's dark in here. No, it isn't. Uh, and that's the gaslighting. That's where this comes from. He is basically mm-hmm. manipulating your environment in such a way uh, that he makes you doubt yourself and mm-hmm. it can really literally drive a person insane. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and of course the, the thing is your God is down. That's the other thing that's so important. You give, you're in a relationship where you have been put on this pedestal where you are, Oh God, he loves me. Look, he showers me that the love bombing. I actually had not heard that, that uh, description, but it's, it describes it so beautiful, doesn't it? Oh, and, and let's get quite clear here. That is not necessarily only uh refined to uh to relationships to private relationships that happens at work just as much if you have a narcissistic leader then he will do exactly the same he will build you up and for three months you're the best thing since sliced bread oh yes i feel good and then afterwards come exactly the same thing exactly the same pain and confusion and what the hell and unfortunately, yes, it is. I have seen that uh, in my own workplace, and it's not very nice. It is a very brutal thing to watch and to see the other person crumbling and 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 literally disappearing in self doubt and worthlessness and those kind of emotions is very, very, very hard to observe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, parents. Mm. You know, you can have narcissistic parents. Mm. Uh, true, very, very true. And, oh, there's a whole other story. And, of course, 
because the child or the the partner or whoever is on the receiving end of a narcissist uh, is constantly doubting, etc. This it becomes actually uh, a whole new focus in their life, and often a narcissist tries to. The other thing that we haven't said is tries to sort of protect you from the environment, so to speak. They will make sure that you're not going out, that you're not talking with your friends about it, that you're not going um, out there. He wants to control. He wants to control you. I mean, I say he, forgive me, she, it. Yeah, it okay, it, that's right. I, I yeah. use just the typical kind of... Um, yeah, what is typically out there, please. If it if it walks around with stripes, it's probably a zebra. Okay, so uh, so yes, he will control it as much as you possibly uh, can, uh, because that allows him to be to to manipulate you the way you are. If you step outside of that control bubble, uh, he freaks out um, because there's suddenly the fear that he is no longer in control. There's no longer um, he can no longer manipulate you. And then you become a threat. And then he might actually be quite willing to be very, very toxic. Uh, and oh, that is certainly happening then in a, in a relationship, maybe not as much, but it can happen, of course. But now in, in, a, in a business relationship, if you suddenly stand back and actually uh, look this bully in, in deep in the eyes and say, actually, no, actually, I, I, sorry, the way you treat me um, is not right. And then suddenly, oh, no, 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 no. We are here to help you. Obviously, your performance is not as good. Obviously, no, 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 no. It's, it's all you. It's, again, gaslighting happening. Again, mm -hmm. turning the whole thing around. But mm -hmm. you have just put me in, boss, you've put me into this leadership position. You built me up for the last three months, six months, and quite good what you said it can be a longer period of time you know you've yeah. nurtured me you've you've been there for me and now oh yeah, yeah, yeah but it's clearly your performance has has failed and you think what the fuck i've, I've worked 16 hours and i've done ab absolutely everything three weeks ago you praised me for what i've achieved and now my performance is lacking what the hell can you see that can you yeah. see guys it is these kind of things it is crazy it is. It is absolutely. And you know what? Especially in the workplace, what I what I see uh, happening a lot of time is people that are persuaded, should I say, gaslighted into staying in the same position under the same boss for years without progressing, without a pay rise, without masking it as being loyal. But in reality, there is a very huge intention behind you know in the boss's mind with the narcissistic traits of keeping that person in that position because they are going to use them for something or they are using them for something and this unfortunately has been the reality in so many workplaces in so many uh, you know, in so many, so many companies, so many, but not necessarily a company. I mean, I've seen like, I mean, I worked in, in events industry, you know, it could be bars, restaurants, even mm. like doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be an office or corporate environment. Mm. Um, but it's literally um, when it comes to a narcissist, like you said, you use the word control. Yes. And I'm going to use another word, which is power. Mm. 
they want to hold that power, you know, and obviously at your expense, <laughs> you know, at your expense. So you're not progressing in career. Your work isn't appreciated. Or maybe they give you just enough so that you don't move, mm. you know, or maybe the time that you complain and say, well, actually, I'm thinking of moving. Oh, here's a pay rise for a moment. Right. How many times has that happened? Mm. Nice. And in reality should be, well, this is a person with skills. Let them pursue what they feel like they want to pursue in their life. This is it. This is the deep manipulation. And the huge problem is that it is so accepted in society, so ingrained that we don't even freaking notice it. It's so there. You know, I did not. I did not actually realize that until you now spelled it out. But it is, regrettably, a a behavior that is that's actually quite common. Um, if you think about personality disorders, I often say it's about one in ten people that you meet have got a personality disorder, uh, and there's a whole range of them out there, different groups. Um, so the narcissist would be less, maybe a, a percent, um, maybe two percent, something like that, maybe a zero point one percent. I doubt that. So let's call it one percent. So that's one in hundred people. And if you now say actually cast the net wider and say, what about traits, not just the full blown narcissistic mm -hmm. disorder, um, then you have got so much more. So basically, it is. I mean, if there are so many people out there, how the hell can you possibly survive in an environment where there are constantly sharks swimming that want to have a nibble on you and want to have the power over you? I mean, what do you tell women who are coming to you? I mean, what? So we work on empowerment. We work on self-love. We work on living authentically as who we are. Because when you make that connection, when you realize and you actually step into that power and put yourself first without being guilty for it, mm. then you spot those things. Then you're able to see, no, hang on, this is not mm. okay for me. I'm not tolerating this from anyone. Mm. You know? But... It, the narcissist approaches you if, when they see an entrance, right? So if they if if a narcissist tries a narcissistic behavior and you're straight away like, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not up for that. I don't want to hear it. Just don't have that behavior with me ever again. Then they don't have an entrance, do they? So we work on that. And what we need for that is to understand our own power is to understand that it is not selfish to actually look after yourself first. Mm. You know, it is not a bad thing. I mean, we've been thought, you know, how many times we've been thought that, oh, well, you know, it's the weekend, but perhaps you should have a look at your emails. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, I'm waiting for the promotion. You know, maybe I should just do that. And this is in the work environment, but how many times perhaps, 
you know, we are just starting to date someone and they do something that is a little bit like, mm, you know, a little bit of a red flag. And we just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe they didn't mean it. Maybe they didn't. Uh. So if you point it out to the person and say, look, OK, you didn't mean it. That's fine. But just so you know, this is unacceptable. Mm. The reaction that that person is going to have is going to tell you a lot about the person. Because if they try to convince you <laughs> that yeah. they are right, then here you go. But if they say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, mm. you're, you're absolutely right. I didn't think about it. I apologize. And that's not going to happen again. And it never actually mm. happens again. Then that's a different story. You're dealing with somebody right. who is healthy and who actually cares. Mm. Um, but so it's about, but if we don't step into our own power, if we don't love ourselves first, then we're not able to even say stop. Mm. Because why? Because we want to be loved so much. Mm. We want to be cared for so much. So we don't have that strength of saying, no, hang on. No, we're just hoping for the relationship to happen, right? <laughs> very well spotted there, very well said. And it is hard. It is hard because things are fluctuating. Things things move uh, in, in all of us. And right. there are times when, I mean, right now, the two of us, we seem to have our shit together. And that's a lovely, lovely place to be in. And I love it. <laughs> love it. But there will be times in my life when just wave after wave of chaos is washing over me and I might turn into, uh, well, there are a few people living in me and one of them is a pure survivor. And I'm a little bit scared of him because he goes over corpses. He, he drinks, he drinks out of the skulls of his enemies, that kind of attitude. The guy is, I know the guy, he's in me. And he, when he comes out, then really shit has hit the fan around me, but he, he helps me survive, but he is not a nice guy. He is a guy that makes sure that I will survive, which means that I come first, regardless what, who is around me and what are we are talking relationships, et cetera. So what I'm trying to say is that I think most of us have that kind of survivor in them. And maybe most of us are not as a, in tune with us ourselves so they don't know that they are changing personality that they are being pushed in from from normal into stress into distress and then their 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 behavior changes and that might be then taking on a narcissistic kind of flair so normal people in distress regrettably can can start become manipulative etc so uh, I loved it how you said it, that there are traits, because that if you think of it like us going through waves of normal stress, distress, and back down, you can see where sometimes maybe something in us comes out that is not so nice. What um, you, however, what you have, however, said is if you then call that out in a relationship and say, look, honey, I, that's really not okay what you just said. Are you all right? Tell me, are you actually, what's going on? And the person suddenly breaks down in tears or whatsoever. Now that's a very different thing. I loved, I want to point out the response that you get. Mm -hmm. If there is a complete denial, a complete, um, mm, that might be that this person is truly, truly in denial of them being in distress. So that could be that. Um, or you could have actually come to a point where you actually, 
recognize the real person, the real guy in there um, that is now unmasked due to him being in a stress or distress position. And mm -hmm. suddenly you see the real him. And that's that can be very powerful insight for you. Mm -hmm. But it's not a nice insight. That's not something you want to see. That is that is when the doctor says, look, we have found some cancer in you. Um, that's about the same impact as that has. You, you, you don't want to hear it, but mm -hmm. maybe you need to hear it in order to survive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so glad that you mentioned that person inside of you. Would you mind if I asked you one or two questions? I just want to give some examples. Is that okay? Oh, hell yes. So I love that you said that because it is true. Everybody can have that bad behavior, that not so healthy behavior, right? Um, I, From what you're saying and from what you've been talking and the work that you're doing and everything, uh, I, I am prone to think that you are somebody who's worked on themselves. 100%. Okay. And, and <laughs> okay. even more so every day. Every single day. So right now, guys, if you were wondering, I'm going through an hour of therapy here. Um, so, <laughs> so that's that's how I look at things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right. So I think that you are able. What, what is what is coming through for me when you said that when you when you brought out that part of yourself, what is coming through is that you have accepted that part of you. Right, that you recognize that sometimes this person comes out, he lives in there, and something might happen, and this person might come out, but you also recognize he's not that nice. Oh. He doesn't, you know, I accept that side of me, but I do take responsibility for whatever he does, and I know that he's not that nice, right? Um, and that's okay, that's healthy. Mm. Right. I want to point out that this is healthy. Everybody can have their person inside that does the not so nice things. Right. It can happen. We go through all go through a hard time. The difference here is this. A narcissist thinks that that's right. A narcissist thinks that that is the right behavior. Exactly. Right. So for them, they there is not there is not that person oh, there's a different person inside of me. No, they don't see it. They don't, there is nothing for them that is, that needs to, there is no different side of them that needs working on and that needs accepting. It doesn't, it is not within their, within how they work, <laughs> you know? It is not within their process to do that. So exactly. they, when, when the person, the manipulative, let's say, version comes out, in the narcissist, they're like, oh, this is convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I can use that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Bastards. Now we're laughing, we're joking, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And you, you spelled it out really nicely that, that, um, and there's again a lack of empathy. It's a lack of understanding for them. The only thing that matters is really themselves. Mm -hmm. And they will go over, over corpses in order to get what they want that is their outcome and they that in, in some cases they can be very fixated on that um and will do will invest a tremendous amount of time to actually get what they need and if that means tremendous amount of time 
being being essentially cruel to you and gaslighting you and and being just putting doubt in your own mind then yeah and it is it is amazing when one stands outside of such relationships uh and observes what is going on the amount of interactions that happen the amount of energy that flows into that is is just mind-blowing actually um and in a in a working environment it is so toxic there's no two ways around that mm. so and, and there is no quick fix but i love your focus on giving back the power to the so-called victim the to to accept that you're actually not a victim that mm-hmm. you are that's right so step out of this victim role this victim means basically cowering down in most cases and and taking it no it is it is i mean and to a certain degree in in such cases there is a degree of codependency codependency <laughs> means basically you are feeding the needs of the of the of the narcissist the narcissist to a certain degree is feeding your needs so and it's, it's, there are certain personality disorders which really get attracted to that so it becomes really you two are just like a like like two walls being against each other the moment that one of these walls actually uh starts to develop power themselves and, and actually says the so-called victim says well actually fuck you no i actually yes i hear what you're saying but no i actually go out now with my girlfriend and i need to have a chat with her so you're standing up <laughs> the narcissist is in trouble now <laughs> either he changes his behavior or he goes <laughs> um yeah. so and that's that that's where the crux comes and it is it is such a toxic thing when you watch it and then you see the cycle of love rejection love rejection and so on and so on and so on oh. that phrase that's what creates the dependency mm. that's what creates it. it it's the fact that they are giving you withdrawing then mm. giving you again if they stopped then you'll be like, okay, nothing else is coming. Mm. But because you've gone through the cycle enough times to know that after a little bit of withdrawal, you'll get some love again, then it's easier for you to stay Mm. than leave. So true. Because that has become your reality. And I mean, the brain, I love this. I am a huge Tony Robbins fan. And he always says, (laughs) the brain isn't there to make you happy. The brain is there to make you survive. Okay, and for the brain, survival and safety are familiarity. So whatever is familiar, if 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 what's familiar to you is a highly abusive environment, then for the for your brain, that would mean safety. Even for you, it isn't. Does that make sense? Because it's familiar because it's what you know. But then you can have the awareness of saying, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, this might be familiar for the brain, but this isn't healthy. Mm. What is happening here isn't good. I must get myself out of that situation. And I want them, whoever is watching now, I want you to know that this is, if this is where you're at right now, I want you to know that you can get yourself out of that Mm. situation. 100%. It is 
it is something that you can overcome. Mm. You know, it's going to take some healing. It's going to take some working on yourself. It's going to take some time. But please, 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 whatever you can do to get yourself out of that situation and to put some distance between you mm. and the person that is doing that to you, please do it. Mm. Please, whatever you can do. And when you ask for help, make sure that whoever you ask doesn't know the narcissist because they will go to extreme lengths, mm. turn it around and go to your friends and be like, mm. oh, no, but it's actually it's their fault. No. So make sure that the person that is helping you is just helping you and it's external and it's a person that you can trust because they are on your side and that's mm. it. Sorry, I went to over. <laughs> no, absolutely correct. That's exactly right, Gloria. And who could this person be? I mean, if you're if you are cash strapped, because often enough that manipulation in a relationship involves also the control over the finances and things like that. So if you're cash strapped, then maybe your GP, your family doctor. Um, so you have developed now a cold, you you have developed a women problem. Um, and uh, you need to see the GP and then have mm -hmm. a word with the GP and see our family doctor. GP is the English uh, um, okay. description of in a New Zealand description, but wherever you are in the world, uh, see the doctor who is normally looking at you, who maybe knows you and have a word with that person and say, this is the relationship I'm, um, I feel I'm stuck in. Where do I go from here? That can be your first port of call. That can you, you be your first ally to actually help you and protect you and maybe, maybe hold the mirror in front of your face and show you that things are actually much worse than you have thought. And then you maybe allowed yourself to accept and just maybe there is actually a real risk for you in, in, in life and, and health point of view. So maybe then the next step might be women's refuge, or it might be uh, another support group that might be in your part of the world that takes similar, uh, similar important steps to help women get them out of uh, a toxic relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, that is hopefully not so common, but if you actually recognize that, and, and dear, dear viewer, if you right now feel, huh, actually, and, and, and suddenly get this doubt that potentially you could be at, at danger, at, at risk, please stop right now. Stop right now. Uh, you can listen to us later on and come back to our interview. But right now, stop listening. Pick up that phone. Make a call to your physician, to your to your GP. Or if things are really suddenly daunting on you that this is not safe, then please call police and and look after yourself first. And I think it is sometimes there are decisions you have to make, however hard they are. Please protect yourself. So mm -hmm. it is not okay to to be beaten, to be to be. It will not get better. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. No, he or she will not just stop. Um, please look after yourself and seek help right now.
But if you're not in, in such deep trouble yet, you have found, oh my God, what they are talking about. I can recognize that here, 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 here in this relationship. And you think, oh my God, where do I want to go to? Um, you could do far worse than actually getting in touch with Gloria. Uh, so, <laughs> Gloria, tell us a bit more how people can get hold of you. How can, yes. how can they work with you? I believe you, you mainly attract women as clients. Uh, yes, do you work with men or transgender people have, as well? I have worked. Yeah, yeah, I have worked with men as well. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So if you're if you're a man and you're, and you're listening and you want to get in touch, please do that. I'm more than happy to, mm. to help as well. So just before I get to the whole, like, you know, contact details and all that kind of stuff, I just want to point out something just because I want to give people a little bit more of a of an idea of, and I'm so glad that you mentioned things are not going to change. The person isn't going to change, right? Um, there's a mistake that a lot of us do when it comes to a narcissist because their illness, their disorder, their thing, it's not as evident mm. as other possible personality disorders. Mm. Then we are prone to think that then there isn't anything there, right? That it's like, a well, yeah, maybe he's not, you know, so here's the thing. I'm sure pretty much everybody who is listening to this is familiar with a multiple personality disorder, what that entails, mm. right? So if somebody, if you came across someone with a multiple personality disorder, would you expect them to have a normal behavior? No, you wouldn't, okay? Because you, knew, you would know that they have a personality disorder, Okay, it is exactly the same thing with a narcissist. The mistake that we make is that we expect them to behave normally. And we are there thinking, but why does he do this? Why does it? Because they have a disorder. Because their way of thinking is completely different. The way of processing information, they, they don't, they lack of empathy, you know? So why would we expect them to stop behaving the way that they do? We need to start looking at the whole thing for what it actually is. Does that make sense? Very much so. And that's the hard, the hard decision to make for someone who has been stuck in such a relationship for such a long time. Because as you say, because of the cycles, that is typically not a, uh, okay, I've seen he's changed his behavior to me. I see what is happening. I walk away. As if that was so easy or you're in a relationship at work and you don't just want to walk away you've worked hard harder than you ever did you spend 16 hour days left right and center in order to please that that boss to to be there to show that you can do it have a look here what i did and then you get a little praise and then, okay, maybe I didn't do so much. Um, and in, in reality, yes, you did, but you have been, you know, the, the, the downhill trend has started, all that shit. You can't just walk away. So mm, what to do? I think uh, that is where people like Gloria come in because they can actually work with you and sit down with you and, and just listen to you and listen what you say. And listen what you don't say, and yeah. then actually uh, come up with the right questions because that's what a life coach and and a psychologist does. There's is these are people who are trained to actually ask you the questions so that your brain comes up with the answer 
yourself and helps you. So yeah. there you go. And suddenly the, you think, huh. And suddenly the lights go on. And that is a beautiful and horrible moment. Mm-hmm. Horrible because you actually see the person that you have had faith and trust in, that you that you did everything for. You see them for the monster that they are. Mm-hmm. And that is soul-destroying. That is so hard. But it's also so beautiful because that pushes you so far outside of your comfort zone that you simply have to take action it is as if you take a bow and you really pull it back to the very end and you really you're there you can't go any further that's where you are now and the question is which action do you want to take what will you do invest Mm -hmm. more time and hope that things get better Incredibly, people do that. Or maybe rethink what is happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe accept that, no, actually, I am who I am and I'm actually gorgeous and I'm actually, I'm actually worth it and I'm good. So, no, I don't think it's me and those emotions that I'm, that I'm feeling are not okay in response to behavior from someone else. Um, and so that is the, the journey of self-love and of, of developing your self-worth. And that is mm-hmm. so beautiful. That is, that is where the money comes in. Okay. That is where, where the power comes in. That is where you are, where you're going out there and starting to grow. And for mm-hmm. that, I commend you. And for that, I congratulate you because you're on the same freaking journey that Gloria and I are on. Um, we are constantly changing. We are constantly improving. We are constantly trying to be better. And mm-hmm. welcome, welcome to the show. Literally, welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. And and I love the way that you said it. You know, it's once you become, once the light goes on, uh, once the awareness comes, you cannot unsee. You cannot unknow. <laughs> what becomes known right so therefore what do you do now that you know what is it that you do what do you want to do exactly oh that's beautiful 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 gloria where can people find you yes yes so (laughs) i am on instagram a lot so so you can definitely find me there at uh, gloria bettini uh, and then also on my website, uh, GloriaBattini.com. That's beautiful. And I have loads of, uh, well, I have a lot of f- free content, obviously, on Instagram. Uh, I did a whole bunch of videos on the jargon of narcissistic abuse. So what each expression means. Um, there's a beautiful video series on that. So if you want to get your head around it, because I know that when we start researching the subject at the beginning, it can get a bit, you know, confusing a bit too much. So I did all those videos for you there. Um, there are a couple of trainings on how to get over a narcissist for good. This is all that free stuff that it's on Instagram. There's some free stuff on my website as well. You can go and have a look at that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, please do get in touch if you have any questions. Um, my contact details are on my website and also on Instagram. Send me a direct message. I'm always open to have a conversation. Beautiful. 
Oh, beautiful. Gloria, thank you so much for being out there for people and, and, and helping them to see the real light, not a gaslight, um, to actually, <laughs> to say, and, and, and be the, 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 the torch, the, the candle of light and the darkness of someone else. Because that's, that's, that's our power. That's our destiny. And I guess that's mm -hmm. why we do that. That's why you spent the evening talking to me and for me the early morning before I even get to work. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking about such problems here because they are out there and they keep raising their ugly head yeah. left, right and center. And yeah. the only way that we can make this world better is by recognizing the darkness, recognizing the evil, recognizing the, the, the way that some humans behave and draw a line somewhere in the sand where we say, no, actually, these are my boundaries. Um, your rights stop on the tip of my nose. So right now, you're, you have become a bully. You have got, become a problem. And I will seek help. And I will uh, protect myself. And yeah. once you come into that position, that's a position of power. There is no more victim there. <laughs> Sorry, that victim is behind you. <laughs> nice to meet you, but the victim is gone. So now let me introduce the new me. Um, and that is that is a beautiful person that yeah. you as a viewer, you probably might just actually be at the cusp of, of developing that new you. So welcome to the show, honestly. Welcome to this new life and, and go out there and leave a legacy. And that legacy is not going through cycles of pain yeah. and destruction and then hope and only to get pain and destruction again so now oh my god yeah i'm so glad you said that because the, the last thing i want to say and then i'll let you all guys go but the last thing i want to say is that um it is fundamental that you know that this work goes beyond you mm. okay Whatever it is that happens to you, you are influencing not only your kids, if you have, but you're influencing your friends, you're influencing all the people that you come into contact with. And the moment you decide to break that cycle and to stop and to work on yourself and to become the person that you are meant to be, to step into your power, that's going to be the legacy that you leave. That's going to be what people are going to take from mm. you in this world. Mm. So you're not going to, it's not going to be a knock-on effect of the narcissistic cycle. It's going to be a knock-on effect of self-empowerment, mm. self-love, mm. healing, feeling better. And you get to a point where you are, in, you are in an absolute state of overflow that you have so much joy happiness love within yourself that that's when you're able to give and that's when it makes a huge fucking difference <laughs> in, the, yes. in the world so so true so, gloria yeah. so you said it perfectly thank you perfectly sorry i'm gonna zip it <laughs> no you don't you don't you don't it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous interview and i i love it for exactly what it is this honesty and this passion that is and that passion comes from from the work that we have done so it is it is that that self-improvement process, the willingness to look to shine the torchlight into our soul, figure out how we work. What is, yeah, these are our actions. Where do they come from? Well, they come from emotions. Okay. 
call. So let's get to know these critters. What are the emotions? And then you sort of have to think, well, where do these emotions come from? And that's from your core beliefs. And that's from, from, from really who you identify yourself with, etc. There's so much going on on that level. Um, and that is the, the work that most of my guests and me are doing to actually dive down there and figure out why the hell are we responding the way we are and how do other people manipulate that or affect it in a positive way, etc. So if you can figure out how can we actually make this world a bit better, the, the very first question is how can we make us better and how can you work on yourself and protect yourself and look after yourself. And that's what this show is about. That's where my website, Steps to Sobriety, my book, Steps to Sobriety, my all oh, the yeah. other work I'm doing is, is all about that. And that's what Gloria is all about that. So for Gloria, check down there into the, uh, the description of the YouTube show and of the podcast. Whilst you're down there, subscribe. Hey, and tell your friends because <laughs> exactly it's so important because it's let's beat these algorithms let's actually make that make this this show go out there i've had some wonderful guests and i'm they, we won't stop anytime soon there will be hundreds more guests coming onto my show and these are all beautiful people like gloria who can who can make such a difference to the world to you out there so guys just help me come onto the mission of changing this world. One little habit, one little step, one little little movement at a time. Gloria, you're gorgeous. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. Thank you for what you do as well with the show. So oh, thank you so please. much. No trouble. And you guys out there, I believe in you. Stay strong. And let's let's make this world a little bit better. Bye. <laughs>